Welcome to Conversations with the Authors. Welcome back to Conversations with the Authors. I'm your host, Daniel. And I'm Daryl. And I'm Sandra. And today we're talking about sort of different styles of writing and how it compares or contrasts, I suppose, to um, creative writing in terms of science fiction fantasy. Now, as always, this is an unscripted uh, you know, episode, um, so we're just sort of going off the dome and just really just having a conversation like we usually do. Before we start, let me thank Alexander Nakarada for the intro. As always, uh, thank you so much. Um, always enjoyable. Okay, so... We're going to talk about styles of writing. Um, today, uh, particularly because you guys wrote this highly rated, uh, nominated, award-nominated uh, fantasy sci-fi novel, How Nicholas Became Santa Claus, it is a narrative in its core. And a narrative simply... Well, I think it has some mixtures of various things. Mm-hmm. And... I, I wouldn't necessarily call it a narrative, you know, but uh, well, there is narration, right. obviously, but it's creative writing. Right, right. Okay. So, you know, it's storytelling, right? Right. And, uh, and, of course, in storytelling, we have descriptive writing. And descriptive writing varies depending on the style, quote-unquote. You couldn't see my fingers, but I did the whole thing, uh, of writing you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, uh, Dad, you're a physician. Right. So your writing is not well when you're at work. It's not narrative writing. It's no. No. it's very technical. It's very. It's actually in very many ways it's academic. Yes, I can because I, I'm, I'm teaching and right. I may write something for my students to read, my medical students, or or I may want to uh, uh, relay facts in a certain way. Right. And, you know, and, and so the standard way to do that is. Is is to, is to write it in a very professional style. Academic writing might uh, suffice with that. Uh, or you know, and I have a son who's uh, at one time was in, uh, and and you even uh, in 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 Sheffery, right? In doing that, you, it may be very technical, right? Because uh, Ma, you know that when we write recipes, whether you're writing recipes as Mom writing a recipe or I'm writing recipes as Dan the chef, mm-hmm. uh, our, our recipe writing is instructional. So it's very sort of to the point. It's concise. And it has to be very specific mm-hmm. to what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So right. generally, unless I'm, um, you know, making a fanciful sort of cookbook, uh, you're not going to see sort of narrative descriptions mm-hmm. and sort of fanciful, mm-hmm. you know, uh, de- you know, things like that. You're going to see uh, start the oven at 350, put the cake in, let it go for 45 minutes to an hour, uh, pull it out. Uh, yeah, it's going to be very specific. And, and right. certainly, you know, in in getting advanced degrees too, people that write mas- write for the master's degree right. or their PhD, uh, they write something uh, academic and very, very professional. So all through our world, there's writing everywhere. There's writing on street signs. There's writing on tickets that people get. There's writing in recipe books. There's mm-hmm. writing in stories that people read. Right. There's scientific writing. There is writing on, on astronomy and physics right. and mathematics and all these other things. And the most common one is store-bought labels. Right. Store-bought labels, yeah. uh, you, 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 insurance policies. We, talked, we right. touched on that a little bit uh, last time when we were talking about uh, various types of writing uh, and that 
you have to know what your audience is, who you're writing to, and what you want to relate to someone. Right. Uh, because um, obviously. Uh, if you're trying to write a story for entertainment purposes, you right. don't want it to sound right. like an insurance policy. So when you wrote okay. How Nicholas Became a Santa Claus, uh, you have a lot of different characters and creatures mm -hmm. in your stories that have many different professions. Right. But if you are, you know, if you're writing for the doctor, uh, who happens to be in the story, or the wizard, who happens to be in the story... Uh, you're not going to write in a professional, technical manner with all the technical jargon, no, no, right? No, no. This, I mean, that you're, it's always going to be a, a, a creative writing approach when you're when you're writing a story. Right. Of course, you might be writing a professor about right. a professor mm -hmm. who's getting ready to tell you right. or lecturing to you mm -hmm. how the asteroid is on his right. way. Now, within the story, right. inside of the story. He may speak to his his students and his audience in a mm -hmm. very technical way, so I have some familiarity with uh, uh, the way that type of, of speech and writing works. Right. But uh, by far, you're writing a creative story, right. so that's within the right. story, in the character, and, and, and don't get that confused. And of course, well, like you said, it's <laughs> right. in the character. Right. And so that sort of lingo, that description that these characters, the physician, the professor, the wizard, are using, these are, uh, you know, it's almost like costume, you know? Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. just to sort of just remind you a little bit that this is what this guy does, but in the grand scheme of the story, we're not going to be worrying about his lecture notes. You know, we're not going to be worrying about his, you know, physician's journal. Right. Uh, that, you know, that would, you know, if you if you wrote it any other way, I think that's a way to, to kill a story. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think so. A yeah. good way to look at it is as, as set decoration. Mm -hmm. Has anyone, if anyone remembers, has anyone ever seen um, a movie or a story that has to do with a trial? Yeah. You know, when you, when you, yes. they use realistic language. Mm hmm and uh, to 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 relate the story uh, of a trial going on, you know the lawyers sound like lawyers, the judges sound like judges. Yes. Uh, and so to have some familiarity right. with that type of uh, uh, writing and the way they should sound is is apt. Something you right. need for your story, but. That's just for story purposes, right. and that is within the story, right. within this creative writing that you're doing. So, Right. Mm -hmm. um, for instance, uh, the movie Burn, um, and though I've only seen uh, trailers for it, you, you, know, you have sort of this, what it appears to be this sort of pompous chef who, you know, uh, is sort of into what he does, and you see him in his environment, um, you know, and speaking and doing as you might expect uh, a high-caliber chef to do. Mm -hmm. uh, but that is not the mm -hmm. overall story, right? That, you know, that is not, as you say, what drives the story. Yep. What drives mm -hmm. the story is the narrative. Mm -hmm. It's it's the storyline. It's the plot. It's the characters. Mm -hmm. You may have certain interests mm -hmm. uh, that you want to write about. You may have certain interests you want your characters mm -hmm. to care about. Right. But don't give a dissertation. Yes, you know, and and don't go yeah. all long winded. On some esoteric point, you know, that takes you away from your story just because you know a lot about it and you're very interested in it, and that, that's a fine thing. And when you but, when you wrote a char characters mm. like that in your story, did you ever look at the dialogue and go, mm, "That might be a little too much. Maybe I need to pull back on that." Uh, yeah, 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 we, yeah, we've, we've done actually, that. We've done yeah. that. We've we've mm -hmm. thrown out entire chapters of, of mm -hmm. stuff where we said no. I had, I had we had a character, uh, one of the, speaking of wizards in there. Mm -hmm. Who 
got a little bit long-winded, and I, I, I told my wife, I said, you know what, we're going to cut this because this guy's yeah. talking too much. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it reminds you a little bit, uh, if you've ever seen the, the old Star Trek, Yeah. When, when Spock is trying to explain something to Captain Kirk, and he goes on, and Captain will cut him off. Yes, yeah. You know, because he's getting more technical than he needs right. to be. Well, sometimes, you know, that's done on purpose, right. but don't do that by accident right. and and just deaden your story and, and make people roll their eyes and say, when is this going to quit? You know? so, uh, so how do you look at that sort of scenario and, um, and, and, and decide whether this drives the story? How do you decide? Do you also think, does this, is this going to resonate? Or do you feel like, oh, okay, you're losing me, you're losing me? When you're writing it and, it and you're reading it to yourself, and if you're saying to yourself, Gee, you think this is getting a little long? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's gotten a little long. Yeah, if you think it's gotten long, it's gotten. It's probably has gotten long. Uh, it, you know, it's it, it's the old Wallyism. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have to ans- mm-hmm. ask the question, you've already got the answer. Well, right, you know, right. and and so Wally put, being your father, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. put yourself inside of your character's mm-hmm. skin. Be an actor in your own story. Talk to the people in your story right. as one of the characters, right. and it it puts you in that environment, and you know when you're going too short or when you're going even worse too long right. uh, on, on a conversation, uh, and you want to get it just right. So, I, I mean, I, I've I've had periods where I'm writing, and uh, somebody comes into the room and says, "Well, what's wrong, Dad?" Because they see me making faces, doing hand gestures, or I'm saying mm-hmm. things, and so I tell. I'm writing and I'm acting mm-hmm. at the same time because I want to get a good feel uh, for what I need to say and how I need to say it and how long I need to say it. Right. right. Okay. You know, and we talked about how sort of as the writer of your story, you're the sort of, you're the deity, right? You create the rules. You're the puppet master. You're the, right, Absolutely. you're the puppet master. And and that's sort of where um, the... Uh, um, the emphasis, the emphasis on uh, expository nature comes in. Like this is where you establish the rules, you've established how the world works, and I think after that you sort of need to move on and yeah. get into the story. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and 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 make no mistake, you know, each type of writing has its place. Right. So you just don't want to have write a story with within the wrong technique. Expository writing, as you mentioned there, is really when you're trying to explain certain concepts or provide an analysis of a topic mm-hmm. or an object in, in an informational manner. They frequently use it in essays, in textbooks, mm-hmm. news articles, and mm-hmm. reports, and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you're writing something like that, right. uh, then you want to be sure that you have the right style. You, if you're writing creative writing, do that. Right. You know, don't don't pontificate and and go dancing off in, into uh, the stratosphere because it's something that you're interested in, and it's it's fine that you're interested in mm-hmm. this, but you want to keep your audience inter- your audience interested right. also, and not bore them. That's the probably the worst thing you do. So when you're <laughs> when you're creating um, a scene in your story, when you're creating a chapter, when you're creating, um, let's say, a war, right? Mm-hmm. And Nan Nicholas has a lot of war in it. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of action and, and, and just everything happening everywhere. But in it, there's an order to what could be seen as chaos sometimes. 
because you guys did a magnificent job of constructing this story uh, from beginning to end. It's a page turner. Uh, how do you how do you look at the construction of a scene of a chapter in your book? Do you write the event first, like okay, there's a big war and this person dies, or there's a big war and we that gets stolen? Or how do you think about no. what happens first, or do you we write what leads up to it first? And the outline said mm -hmm. this has to happen, so mm -hmm. we had to figure out how to make that happen. But 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 the the sequence and the timing of how that happens, mm -hmm. and the the that it happens ninety five percent of the time depends on what goes on in the right. story. And, and and you keep your focus, keep your focus on your characters. If your characters are in a in a physical fight. Keep focus on right. that, and know where you're. Right. You having a general idea where you're supposed to go with that. But as it generally say, works out. Sometimes you find something right. better. And as and you I said, found usually by the time we got to a war scene, mm -hmm. the story was writing right. itself. And and right. I so agree. as you as you were saying before in some of our previous podcasts, in order to create such a successful story and worthy of the nomination it received. Uh, the Eric Hoffer Award? Yes. Was the nominee, you, yes. You, um, you have to allow the scenes to run organically, right? Mm -hmm. You write the dialogue, you let the action happen, and you just sort of keep writing until... Sometimes the hardest part was to have a character mm -hmm. that I did not like yes. do what he needed to do. Uh -huh. Well, you know, when you're, when you're writing... A story, just like you said, the puppet master of the deity, you're imbuing your character with life. Right. And there are certain things that are going to happen naturally in a living character. Mm -hmm. The things that they do, the things they say, where they go, and how they survive. There, there's a natural unfolding of the story. Mm -hmm. And so I think uh, you, you let that happen. You allow that to happen. Right. You can't have something going in a certain direction and it's strongly going in a direction and then suddenly you you force it into another direction people can see that force yes, yeah. they, uh, you know unless it's sort of like jumping the unless, shark unless, right? yeah, yeah. Right. unless you've intended to do that uh, uh, for, for some literary reason right. or for some general reason mm -hmm. you know uh, maybe it's a, a, a horror or there's magic or there's right. something like that but Generally, things will, will follow a, a natural course. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You'll feel, literally feel, mm -hmm. when you're writing it that it's not taking the right turn. Right. Mm -hmm. And with, you know, an organic story, uh, I imagine that the characters themselves sort of develop organically. Yes, they do. Uh, and so when you develop, let's say, young Nicholas... What's the first thing you think of when you develop a character? When you say, let's write a story, let's create a character, what's the first thing you think of? Do you think of the plot? Do you think of the character themselves? Do you think of who the character is? Or well, in this case, it was, I wanted to write a, stor a story about mm -hmm. Nicholas. Mm -hmm. Not yet having the title the mantle, of, yeah. of, of the mantle and how he got there, and mm -hmm. how did he grow up so that he had those values that right. he, he carried into the mantle right. title. Mm -hmm. and, and in order to do that, he had to grow up. So right. how do you make him grow up? Well, first, he's got to be a kid. Right. Okay, so, Daryl, you're working on a sequel story. Right. 
when you're developing, you're creating your characters for this new story, which I can't wait to find out about. Uh, how do you say, okay, this is going to be our main character, and this is this is who he or she is? Well, what's you know, the first thing you do? Do you come up with a name? Well, you you got to have an idea. Okay. And and this is good advice, I think, for writers out there. You mm-hmm. you have an idea, and you have to put your your character in a situation. Your character has to grow and change, mm-hmm. you, and so your character is going to become. He's going to become good. He's going to become bad. He's going to become neutral, but he's going to change somehow. Mm-hmm. And so you know that's going to happen. So you, and so you 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 take this thing and you outline it. Right. And you outline the story from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. When you get finished outlining, you're going to know how the story ends. Possibly, you know. Right. And and you because you know how it's probably going to be, begin. And you know, I, I use those words, uh, those indefinite terms like that because sometimes it does change. But right, like as you, you said, know? if you're writing mm-hmm. the story properly, it should be organic. Mm-hmm. The story should sort of, in a sense, write itself, and you're mm-hmm. sort of edging it along. You know, you mm-hmm. sort of put this child into the world, and you're watching it develop uh, as the as the story progresses. You're you're you're, you're your protagonist is mm-hmm. is going to have a, a mission. There's something that the protagonist wants. There's something they need to pursue, mm-hmm. and he's going to grow a, a, a with in, along in that pursuit. And there's somebody or something out mm-hmm. there that does not want him to do that, and who's opposite him. And right. that's, that's your antagonist. And you, you're always going to have. The, that that duo. There's always someone. There's in always yes. a duo. There's there's the, the antagonist and there's the protagonist. Right. Always, you know. So, I used to ask a question when I was a kid. I used to ask my mother. I said, "Why do we need to have the bad guy? Why can't it just be good? You know? Well, because you don't have a story. That's because, why. Because roll credits. That's, that's, that's why. That's not <laughs> right. Exactly. That's not uh, how it works. So before before the podcast ends uh, in just a moment, uh, I want to ask you both. Uh, Individually or together, if you like. Um, what is your biggest uh, challenge when writing a story, either personally, either together or separately? And how do you feel that you overcame that? You know, I, I think I mentioned, I kind of touched that a little before, that you write something that you're interested in. Mm-hmm. And the biggest challenge is to make sure to write it in a way that is interesting to other people. Yes, yes, okay? yes. Because you can write the most exciting story, or you can write the most boring story. Right. And that's a crime not to mm-hmm. bore someone. You want to make sure that you hit that sweet spot mm-hmm. where it's something you're interested in, and you've made it interesting to someone else too. Mm-hmm. You agree, Sandra? I agree. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was not being redundant. Mm-hmm. I would because of the dyslexia I would forget that I had written part of this. Mm-hmm. So before I wrote anything the next day I had to go back and read everything that I read or but, had written the day mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. But but to be certain uh uh I also followed up behind too. Yeah. You know and That was the other so, thing. So I mean we can talk about and maybe we will. We'll t- talk about plot holes mm-hmm. and and redundancies and things that might get left out that 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 interfere with the consistency yes. of the story. Yeah. So we made sure that we had this ironed out pretty smooth. Right. You know, before we finish the story, I guess that's what happens when you read a story 
you know, more than 15 times. You just make sure that it's straight. Mm -hmm. I remember I was trying to write one scene and then I go, wait a minute. I haven't seen this character in, what did I do with it? Right. right. Yeah, so, so, so ladies and gentlemen, dear readers and listeners, if you, if you want a story that's nice and ironed out, if you want a story that hits the sweet spot, you can visit us at TrueBooks.com, where you can land on the author page and pick up a hardcover or a softcover of the book. You can visit our social media at Facebook.com, at TrueBooks, T-R-O-U-P-E. Uh, you can visit our Instagram, our TikTok, our threads, Mr. Zuckerberg. And uh, we will talk to you next time on Conversations with the Authors. Thank you.